need to spend a few minutes doing some. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> don't do that. That's not. We'll give it to God. How about <laughs> Thank you. That is kind of you. Um, I, so, what I was about to say <laughs> before I was rudely interrupted. Um, to, to get here has taken, I, I mean, you know, if you have been on the journey with us, you know, it is in a couple of ways. It represents that the dreams that God puts in our heart do come true, and this very much is a dream that God has put within our heart. And when I say dream, I don't mean some fantasy, I mean something of the Holy Spirit that He puts inside of us that He intends to satisfy. He doesn't give those things in order to just, you know, to tease us or to keep us just forever hoping and hoping. He gives those things to satisfy us. And this represents not just something that God has done for Chris and I or for our family or for our staff, but it's for all of us, right? For the kingdom of God. God satisfies the things that He puts in our heart. And He has many of those things, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, this weekend. Um, but I want to take a moment and I want to thank some people. And if I tried, I thought maybe I would just read names. As soon as I did that, I would miss somebody, and that would be a sin. Um, it, it has been an incredible experience. So let me just start with this week. We, on Tuesday morning, have a staff meeting. Tuesday morning, I had gathered the staff to tell them, guys, it will not be uh, this weekend. We will not be in that building this weekend. We have another um, you know, indefinite period of time. And I was telling them, stay in the tree of life. Don't get in the knowledge of good and evil. There's no life in that. Stay in the tree of life. Jesus is the tree of life. Keep your heart in the right place. Walking out of the room, I'm telling myself, take your own advice, Pastor, because you're not doing a good job with this right now. And so I'm trying to keep the staff in that. And literally overnight, and I'll, I'll talk about it in, in just a moment, it changed. And Wednesday, when we uh, began this process, from Wednesday till, um, till we started this afternoon, People have just given so much time, so much energy, so much effort. So I wanted to say everyone, our volunteers, our staff, uh, people that have, our contractors, people that have made this possible, it would be remiss to not spend a few moments. When you look around, none of this just happens, right? This represents hours, and it represents prayers, and it represents uh, the people in our church who have given to the vision, who have prayed for this, who have served in this. And it would just be wrong if we don't take a minute right now and thank those people. And I know you have put your hands together many times. Can you one more time thank our, our tech people, our staff, our volunteers, all of the people that have come and cleaned. If you could have seen, um, if you could have seen all of the people that were just cleaning things uh, this week and what that took, uh, we were just in amazement. And I'm so grateful, so thankful. Um, I do want to mention a couple of names. Uh, Todd Shore. Todd, I don't know where you are right this minute. Are you? Where are you? He's back there. Hey, turn around. Todd, put your hand up. Just wave at everybody. And back right over your shoulder right there. Todd has, um, and I will do this for the next several weeks, Todd has, um, Todd has carried out a tremendous responsibility in the oversight uh, of selling our other building, of helping us. Uh, take down this piece of property. I've been working in the day-to-day with the with the contractor. You can imagine. Todd told me he hasn't slept well or eaten well. Um, I you don't look like you've missed too many meals, but uh, 
some things never change, Todd. Uh, but I just wanted to thank Todd. He has just, he and Becca have worked so tirelessly. And Todd, thank you. Uh, we give you just uh, tons and tons of credit for getting us to this day. Thank you so, so much. For my board, I want to thank my board real quick. I, I know that I, I think uh, they're all in this service. I'm not sure. But our board, get this picture real quick. In the beginning of the pandemic, I shared a vision with the board of selling our property, buying a new building, and pursuing a dream that God has put in our hearts. It takes great faith uh, on behalf of the board that represents you, right, to say, okay, Pastor, we're behind you on this. Now, some of that is because uh, those guys have walked with us for a long period of time and, and have seen there's, you know, we, we mean what we say, and, and we're trying to, to carry those things out. But I just wanted to thank them uh, for making this happen. For my staff, the staff has worked tirelessly. You just cannot believe what our staff has done. And you see them this afternoon. Thank them. And then Chris, you have no idea. Uh, I told Chris this afternoon. I, so many times I was to the point of just like, I, I don't think I can I can get there. And he's like, you are going to get there. Uh, and I, I, Chris took the bull by the horns literally in this project and just helped to, to make it happen. And, and there's not a better partner than anyone in the world has ever had uh, in my mind, in my life. He has just done fantastic. Uh, Amy, thank you for carrying the load. Yes, let's, let's just thank them. Um, at our, at our uh, grand opening, and so just so you know, we're not going to do one, shoot all the fireworks on one weekend. We work too hard for this. We're going to spend a season celebrating the win that we have in this. We want to invite guests to come and be a part of that, people that have helped us uh, along the way, pastors and just different people that have served in this church over the years. And thank them and let them speak to, uh, to what this day means for the kingdom of God, not just for Jubilee, but for the kingdom of God at large. So uh, just, yeah, we, we're going to celebrate and we're going to do that. Um, I'm going to run out of time just to this part. And uh, so I want to jump in. Jake said this, if you haven't seen the building, everything's opened up. Take some time afterwards, walk around, get the map. Literally, uh, staff has gotten lost this week. Uh, Haley uh, Pearson was looking for a bathroom, and I saw her in a panic, not being able to find a bathroom, running all around uh, the hallways trying to figure out where they are. So on the map is all of those things. Take a few minutes to check out the children's church, to check out the nursery, check out the youth area. Um, the staff is just, they put it together so well. It's beautiful. The kids' ministry is going to be fantastic. Parents, you'll hear about it uh, tonight, and I think you'll appreciate what's been done. Uh, the Teaching and Training Center, which has kind of been the guiding light behind this whole thing, uh, is on the north side of the building. So it's on, on the northeast side of the building. You face northwest, and uh, the training center is northeast. You haven't had a chance to get back there and see it. Um, so, soft opening means not everything is ready to go. And if you look in a room and you're like, gosh, there's just so much stuff in here. Yes, it is true. If you're like, it doesn't look like they're set up. Yes, that is that is true. If you're just like, uh, this just looks like, you know, these guys are flying by the seat of their pants. Yes, we are flying by the seat of our pants right now. But we were so desperate to get our church back together that we thought, you know what, it, it listen, if you walk away this weekend and you're just like, I, it's just not perfect as I thought it was going to be. You missed the point entirely. This is only so that we could be together to love Jesus together, man. We were missing that. We needed that. And so that's that's why we're doing what we're doing. Okay.
Um, let me let me jump. I'm going to read my my text scripture to you real quick. It's Joshua chapter 169. Then I'll explain how this message came along and kind of tell you our story. And then I think there's the prayer ministry time uh, for people who need courage, who need strength, who need to know that a season in time has turned. Even this week, a season has turned. So we've come out of a long season of struggle, a long season. I'm not talking about just getting our church to this point. I'm talking about our world at large has been in a long season. It's just like in our lifetime, has there ever been anything like this that we've ever experienced before? And it has turned our world upside down. It has not simply been a tweak. It has been a disruption, yes or no. And all of us still trying to figure out, okay, what's normal going to look like? What, what, what will we be doing? How will it look? Will we get back to the things that we cherish and that we love? And what has changed? What can we, what can we hold on to and what can we believe in? And I think that the Lord has something for us tonight that, that you will appreciate and that you'll be able to walk out of here feeling like, okay, God is speaking to me. Uh, Joshua uh, chapter 169, let me set it up real quickly. Moses, who is a key figure in the Old Testament, uh, one of the, uh, the the fathers of our faith that we look to, God used him in a mighty way. Uh, Moses is, in a way, a connecting bridge um, from from the Old Testament and Judaism into uh, what what we believe today, what we hold on to. Jesus is is that fulfillment of that thing. But Moses was this this huge character. And you can imagine having a leader. And I I, I don't want to compare like. Uh, me to Moses because there's no comparison, but to have a leader for a long time. How about that right there? Someone that people, they loved, they respected, uh, even if you're just like, you know, maybe that wouldn't have been the one that that I had picked. You still, if you've been here a long time, I've become that person to you, right? That's just what's happened. So Israel's had this relationship with Moses. God has used him in a phenomenal way. Moses passed away. And now it's time for a new leader to lead Israel into the promise that God had given them. And that's where Joshua comes into the picture. And so what we have here in chapter 1, Moses has passed away. Joshua is taking the leadership, and he's got to take Israel into what God has promised. And so God has to encourage Joshua. And remember, uh, Paul wrote in the New Testament to Timothy, all Scripture is given to us for encouragement, for instruction, for us to be able to grow, to learn from. So this is not something that just happened 3,000 years ago that we read about historically. This is something that we can take into our hearts, we can use today. If there's any promise of God that you need to step into, then this right here should be a scripture that you hold on to to figure out how do I move from where I am to where I need to be in God? How do I make those things that are dreams and hopes become a reality that I'm living at? Does that make sense? And so that's where this scripture then becomes super powerful. So let me just read it to you. You can follow along. Uh, Be strong and courageous. Thank you for that. Be powerful. Try one more time. Be strong and courageous. That is a word I mean all of us. Be strong and courageous. It has nothing to do with your gender, with your age, with, with your background. All of us need to be strong and very courageous people today. For you are the one who will lead the people to possess all the land that I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. And then again, now imagine this, God repeating himself, God who wastes no word, God who is not uh, 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 into rhetoric, God who literally means what he says, says what he means, makes a promise, fulfills it for the second time in the next sentence, says the same thing. Be strong and very courageous. It must be important if God says it twice. Agreed? If he says it a third time, then you really need to pay attention. And if he says it a fourth time, 
Maybe it's because we don't always do what he tells us to do, or maybe it's so important that we do what he tells us to do, that this is not optional, right? It's not optional to be strong and courageous. So the next sentence, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions that Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be, love that word, successful. Successful. Anybody want to be successful in everything that you do? Don't raise your hand. You don't get to be successful in everything that you do. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Here it is. Be strong and very courageous, emphatically, an exclamation point. Do not be afraid or discouraged. That's another way to say be strong and very courageous, right? Some people pursue dreams. Others flee nightmares. God's trying to cover both bases in this situation. Be strong and courageous, or at least don't be afraid uh, and, and scared, right? So only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. All right, so I mentioned a moment ago what the week was like. And if you have been around, a little microcosm of trying to get to this day also happened with my car. Okay? So I have a, um, I, I bought an electric car. It's a 2019, I bought an electric car, thinking, okay, I'm going to see if this is going to really work. How, you know, how will this work? Is this going to be good? Car was, was fine, so all of a sudden, I would plug it in, and it would, it would charge less and less and less. And it got to the point where I, I could go like five miles. And then I need to be recharged again. Something's wrong with my car. So it's an Audi. I call Audi dealership, got a warranty, bring it in. Uh, the reason Jeff and Pamela Myers sitting here when I bought it, they told me that the Audi rings stand for the five rings of sorrow. Uh, and I just, I told them, you are wrong about that. How can you say that about this car? And you were right. It was prophetic, but it was prophetic in the wrong way. So I want you to take it back. Yeah. So I take the car in. Um, and uh, the guy said, hey, don't worry about this. We'll give you a loaner car. Great. How long will you have it? Probably 24 hours, uh, maybe two days. Don't worry about this. Three and a half months later. Three and a half months. And every time, all they were supposed to do was download an update into it. And it turned into this whole thing. They had to replace the entire battery pack inside of the car, which it had been out from under warranty. Thirty-some-odd thousand dollars is what it would have cost for the batteries inside of this job. I remember the day when you just plugged in two things to a little 12-volt battery and you were off. So those are gone, way, way gone. And so I would call. It got, it got to be comical and sort of my way of handling stress sometimes is gallows. I need to laugh about it and make fun. I need to mock it. Anybody else? Four of us are like that. The rest of you are holy, and I appreciate your holiness. Saturday people, I remember you now. I, I, remember we dealt with lying before, and I apparently we're going to do that. Okay, so um, <laughs> I, would call, I would call on Monday, and he, he would say, uh, call me back at the end of the week. And I'd call at the end of the week, and he would say, call me at the first of the week. And this just went on, and it was just, it was just comical. It got to the point where when I would laugh about it, he would laugh about it. But it wasn't funny, right? It just went on. And in a way, it was just like a microcosm of this. Every time we would get close in this, something else was, it was electrical panel. Remember? And it would be sound equipment. And it would be, I mean, at the end, it was doors that wouldn't close. 
and they don't have any parts for doors. And I, I you know, and we just, we would laugh about it. Todd would cry and I would laugh uh, about it. And it just got to that point where it was just like on and on and on. Now, now um, publicly, it's what I said. I'm, I'm telling the staff, stay in the tree of life. Don't get in the knowledge of good and evil. There's no life there. If you have to, like, God, why is this going on? Many of you have lived long enough to realize the important question is not, God, why is this going on? It's just, God, I trust you no matter what. It's just staying in that place. You, you get that? You understand that? It's just like, it's a dead-end road if you have to ask that question all the time. So I'm, I'm trying publicly to stay in this good place, but privately, I was just struggling. The last three months have just been, you know, take, take the pandemic out of it. Take a building program out of it. Take leading the church through the ups and downs of that. Just the last three months, suddenly, it's like it all came crashing down. And my faith, I'm just like, God, it's like I feel forsaken. And I know that sounds silly when I stand in front of you right now. I just felt like, why is this so difficult? Why is this so? Why is this happening? Why is this just going on and on? And not hearing, I mean, you've heard me pray and hear the crickets. Creak, 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 right? Why is this going on? And the car was almost just like, a, it was almost like God was just like, okay, you have this really big thing that affects everybody, and then you have this personal thing. And I was out of control of both things. I couldn't. Getting upset about it, trying to force my way into it, trying to make it didn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. I just am in this place of like, Lord, and just got, I don't know how to, for those of you, I, I grew a beard when we moved out of the other building when we sold it, and it was going to be uh, just my, my beard to pass the time between the other building and the new building. And I, I was going to, I grew it right before we left the Lone Tree building. I was going to shave it the weekend that we moved into this building. We were supposed to be in this building at Christmas time. And then we were supposed to be in it right after the first of the year. And then at Easter, remember? And then in the springtime, even the banners. Jubilee Fellowship Church coming spring of 2020. I would drive by and mock our banners. Sure, you're coming in spring of 2022. Anybody tell you it's summer of 2022, you stupid banner? And just in this really funky place, man. Just, you know, the staff trying to encourage me and just can't, can't seem to snap out of it. And just, I, I don't know if, if I'm making sense to you. I think all of us at some time find ourselves in those places. And so, um, you know, the last go around the 1st of June, we were supposed to be in the building, and in and throwing a fit, I got up in the morning, the Sunday that we were supposed to be, I told everybody, here's when it's going to be, and again, it's not, and in a fit, I just shaved the beard off. And if, have you, anybody ever thrown a fit? Thank you for being real with me. Everybody else? Come on, Saturday people. I used to love to. You're making me feel like you're... Anybody thrown a fit in this room? Anybody thrown a fit at God in this room? Larry, you ever thrown a fit? I threw a fit. Like, here, God. There, it's in the sink. What do you think about that? Like a baby. I am going someplace with this. Hold on. And then, what? so, you know, we've been online... What you don't know 
is that the Lord uh, required me to grow it back again. Literally, to grow it back and then to shave it off the right way. So I grew the beard back over the last five weeks, and then uh, I, I grew it in lament and shaved it in joy this time and did it the right way in front of the Lord, which doesn't sound like much to you, but obedience is important to the Lord just doing it the right way. Okay. So Todd and I, almost weekly, you know, we're meeting. Okay, it's finally going to be pastor. I, I really believe him. And then Todd would have to call me and say, John, this has happened to me. We can't do it. And I got where I just wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't even tell Chris that we were supposed to be in it this week. I just, just in my heart, it just got to me. He had something to say. Okay. Tuesday, Todd and I talk, pull the staff together. I tell the staff, I thought it was going to be this weekend, but it's not going to be this weekend. I don't know when it's going to be. Stay in the tree of life, trying to encourage them. Walk out of, you know, the room, and I'm just like, God, I just in such a bad place. My heart's just in such a bad place. You know, what's funny is when you get in those bad places, you just, the devil's great at giving you all sorts of thoughts at that moment, huh? And I was just sure that it was it was transition time, that another lead, I even said to Chris, I'm like David. God gave me the vision, but he needs a younger leader to build. So I said that out loud to my wife. Man of faith, huh? I go to bed on Tuesday night, and um, probably 2.30 in the morning or so, I have a dream. And I, I did this with the staff. I won't do it for you, but I literally, in the dream, I was face-to-face this close with a witch. And there was no, it was just like, like all I could see was this witch. Not like big black hat and green skin, not like that. Just like, and no sign that said witch. Just knew that it was demonic, that it was not, it was not of the Lord. And that it was an obstacle in the way. And all I kept saying, um, as this, this witch tried to press forward, closer and closer, I just kept saying, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Over and over. In the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. And we have authority in the name of Jesus. And there's only one name under heaven by which anybody can be saved. And that name is Jesus. And in that name, the enemy is arrested. In that name, the dead come back to life. In that name, we can trample on. And in that name, we can move forward. That name. And if you don't know that name, that name is Jesus. He's not a way. He's the way. He is always good and always faithful. And so I just say that name over and over in the name of Jesus. And at first when I said it, Nothing was happening. It was almost like a challenge. Are you going to keep saying it? Are you going to back away? Are you going to fight? Are you going to, what are you going to do? And I just kept, in the name of Jesus. Not yelling it, not screaming it, just in the name of Jesus. And, and then suddenly, as I said it probably the, the fifth time or the sixth or the seventh time, uh, like the eyes in this, this witch just dried up and it was just socket suddenly. It wasn't gory or gross. It was just like the... The youthfulness of this thing was drying up, as I said, the name of Jesus. And then it aged, and then it just suddenly, it fell away. And then I wake up. And I'm not troubled. 
and I'm not afraid, and I'm not upset by it. I'm not like, uh, you know, that's, that's some weird deal. I'm just like, what was that? Pitch dark in the room. Obviously, you know, 2.30 in the morning, everybody's asleep. And so I feel like, okay, God, I need to get up and pray. What do you want me to pray for? I felt the Lord say, pray over the building. God, this is such a bad place. Like, I don't feel like praying for it. I'm just tired of praying. You ever just been tired? Tired of trying so hard. But all of a sudden, I'm just like renewed instantly. Okay, pray for the building. Pray for the people. In the name of Jesus, cry out for your people, John. Cry out for your staff. Cry out over your faith. Cry out over your heart. So, okay, I'll do it. And I thought, two are better than one. So I didn't want to wake her up. You know, I mean, so I just quietly, I said, Chris. And she goes, yes! <laughs> and I'm like, honey, I think we just need to get up and pray. And she goes, John, you were saying out loud a few minutes ago, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, what were you dreaming about? I'm like, oh my goodness, wait till you hear. So I tell her, of course, we, we get up and we are praying and we're just, we're praying over, and we don't even know what we're praying. Remember, that day was another no in a long series of no. There's no reason for it to be any different. I don't even have the faith to believe anything. I just like, for some reason, God has us doing this right now. And praying for you, and then Chris, she puts on a worship, grabs her phone and puts on a worship song, and the peace of God was just in her room, and we both just went right back to sleep after about praying for maybe 20 minutes or so. We get up the next morning, it was Wednesday morning, and I write this message, and I wrote this message on be strong and very courageous only as a sacrifice, not because it was where I was at. And sometimes we do things not because of how we feel, but because it's the truth. And we've got to quit living our lives by our emotions and our feelings and live our lives, Bob, based on the truth. What's the truth? What has God said? What does he mean for us to do? What does he want us to do regardless of what the world is doing, regardless of how I feel emotionally, regardless of what's going on in any other circumstance? What is truth? And we live in a day when people go, what is truth? Live in a day of Pontius Pilate. What is truth? As though there were many. Jesus is truth. His word is eternal. And his promises are good. So I write this message, and then there was one other act of obedience that the Lord asked me to do, and I, I, I set the appointment for that, and then I sent this, and literally, I send this, I walk upstairs and tell Chris, I just wrote the message for the weekend, I, it's just by faith that I did it for the Lord, and the phone rings and it's Todd. So I was like, John, I don't know how this happened, but they have changed their mind and they're going to give us a temporary certificate of occupancy. And I, wait, wait, so my first thing is, oh, sure they are, Todd, yeah, I've fallen for this before. Ha ha, you want me to tell everybody, Todd? Ha ha ha. <laughs> That's terrible. God's done this great. Sure, sure, sure. I'll call everybody right now. But I, it just, we knew. And then the Lord told me two things. Um, the first one he said is, John, the season's changed. 
that it's not January and you know it's going to be July. Like you know it's winter and you know that summer's coming. It's not, that doesn't change the season, but that's the, he said this is, it changed today, this moment. It's changed. It's different. You have to decide if you're going to step into this season right now or not. Yes, Lord, I do want. <laughs> hey, we built these stairs just so I can do this right here. <laughs> Those were going to be the, the two stairs. And welcome to the world's largest platform, by the way, too. Uh, I'm not compensating for anything. It just is a... Uh, they told me not to say that, and that made me say that right now. So, <laughs> don't be embarrassed for me, John. I'm okay. So, uh, and, and then we rehearsed with the mic. I walked up and down. I'd go anywhere in here without the mic uh, feeding back. The only thing that Chris told me is he's like, John, we're still learning how to do the lights, so it takes 45 seconds to turn the lights on. Don't get upset. I said, bro, no, no anger, no fear, whatever, whatever we have to do. Because if it's pitch dark, I may say, can you do it quicker than 45 seconds? So, just, here's the question. Do you need a change of season? Are you sick of the one you've been living in? And I'm not talking like a friend or a family situation. Or I mean, it could be. But I'm talking about just, we have all been put in a straight and narrow place that's difficult to operate in right now. And instead of things like we come out of it and it starts to get better, we come out of it and all of a sudden the economy begins to shake and rock right now. And we come out of it, and there's just, there's never good news anymore. This is like a constant series of just like, it gets worse, and it gets a little worse, and it gets a little worse. And what we've learned to do is to accommodate a series of bad news now, so that it's like the frog that, you know, how do you boil them? Slowly, slowly, it's just gotten worse and worse, and slowly we've all learned to live with it, and slowly we've learned to just put up with it. We had a day like today. What is a day like today? It's the proof that God can change anything in a moment of time. It's the proof that he's faithful to his promises. It's the proof, listen to me, that he doesn't come off of some like, you know, we, we had this crazy dream and God, God is, he is rock solid. And what he says he means and he will do, right. I didn't know you were here. The architect, put your hand up. No, put your hand up for just a minute here. Uh, <laughs> our architect uh, is a believer. We didn't know that when we signed on the dotted line, but this is the guy who helped us put all of this together and loved us through this season. And yeah, we celebrate God, but thank you too, Brian. You've done an awesome, awesome job. Yeah. So, it is just, it's a change of season. It's a time to recognize that. And then a decision has to be made. Will you be strong and courageous? Will you step into this moment? Will you stay in that bad place? We've just become so conditioned and, and in a position, just accepting failure. Just accepting that it's going to be bad. And just accepting that, okay, we'll, we'll just kind of divert our energy and our time and attention to kind of make it around. Really what we're doing is surviving in a time rather than thriving and flourishing in a time. God has not called us to simply survive but to flourish. Strong and very courageous. And I call you into this because I'm bringing you into a promise. And you, Doug, you get to decide do you want to do this? Do you just want to stay cynical? Do you just want to stay half hearted? Put up with little victories? Do you want to come into a promise land? Do you want to cross over and into a place that God's called us to?
be strong and very courageous. We pulled the staff back together in this room, first meeting in this room, as it was finished, was to just say to the staff, here's what has happened. And I believe that God is calling into this. And you guys, we get to decide right now, do we want to try to do it for this weekend or not? It's a lot of work. It's going to be really hard. But I think it'll be worth it. And I think it's the proof that we're saying to our church, we want to step into a new season. We don't want to just accommodate and just put up and just do natural, normal things. Let's do supernatural things. Let's move into the promise of God. Let's step into that next season. Pastor Terry's going to lead us in communion here in just a minute. Let me, for the sake of the notes, let me go through it real quick. I know. Here's what I feel like I'm supposed to pray for in people. And we'll ask you to respond to this, and we want to pray over you. Do you need strength, and do you need encouragement right now? Do you need for a season to change? Do you believe by faith that a season has changed, and that God is using this moment to call you into a change? Do you need that? To make it fitter in you and say, hey, I'm, I'm in a great place. Awesome. I don't understand it, but I bless you in that <laughs> wonderful place you're in. But it seems to me it's just a tricky time right now. Loss, frustration, and at the same moment, then look around. It's a new season. God hasn't called us to slowly trickle down till Jesus comes back. He's called us to occupy and win until Jesus has come back. That is Scripture. Occupy. Be about the Father's business. Jesus asked the question, will I find faith? Will the Son of Man find faith when He returns? Let the answer be yes in Jubilee. Yes. I don't know if you remember, right when we sold the other building, the Lord had given me a word about the enemy was going to use that time to try to sift. Does anybody remember me just saying that? And I felt like what the Lord told me to tell the people. Okay, tell them the, the enemy is on the perimeter looking for whom he may devour. That was the word. And I felt like the Lord said, make sure the enemy starves to death. Don't let him find anybody. Be in that good place. And in a way, it was one of the more difficult times we had been through as a staff, and I think our church had been through. And I know, I know on Wednesday morning, the Lord told me the season has changed. I pronounced to the people that it's the season that I promised. It's a time of fulfillment, a time of weeping, a time of joy. What was sown in tears now gets to be grief and joy. Not just this, this is just. This is the bigger thing. But in your life personally, okay, let me wrap it up. So we say yes to the Lord. The staff is like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> I go back to my office, which is just right back over here. If you get a chance, go back and take a look at it. And the Audi guy calls me. <laughs> and he said, you won't believe it. Your car's ready. Like, and I'm like, oh, sure, it's ready. 
You want me to call and tell everybody? No, I'm like, you have to be kidding me. And so you might be going, Pastor, like, are you reading into it? All I can tell you is, bro, I, it, everything was out of my power. All I could do was just tolerate it, and I wasn't doing that very well. And then all of a sudden, when it changed, boom, it changed, and it was just easy. Step into this moment and do this thing right here. Okay, if you're taking the notes, here they are. Encourage yourself in the Lord. David had to learn to encourage himself in the Lord. So I have four minutes left. Encourage yourself in the Lord. I don't have any other service coming in after this. Saturday, people. Encourage yourself in the Lord. David, in one of the biggest crises of his life, as, an, as, a, as a proven leader who had not yet taken the throne, who's still having to dodge spears, still having to invade Saul, but the Lord is using you in a very powerful way. And all of a sudden, uh, David finds like this, this test, this challenge, something completely out of his control. And a, a raiding army, as David, and it was called his mighty men, had gone out to fight a battle. While they were gone, <laughs> uh, an ungodly bunch of people had come in, burnt his camp to the ground, didn't kill anybody, but kidnapped all of their wives, all of their children, and took them, these men took them as their wives, and to either raise their children as theirs or to turn them into slaves. Can you imagine coming back and finding that situation? It would have almost been better to find them dead than to find out that someone is going to rape your wife and abuse your children. And David's men, it's the, I mean, the Bible says they cried until they couldn't cry anymore. And then, then this happened. David's men were so bitter at what had happened that they began to talk about stoning David. That is a tough leadership moment. That is a tough leadership moment. And the Bible said David did this incredible thing. He learned to encourage himself in the Lord. One of the things you have to learn to do, look at me real quick. You can't always count on somebody else encouraging you. You've got to learn to encourage yourself in the Lord. You've got to find that place in God where God alone is your source, where God alone takes you through, where God alone speaks to your heart. That's what the Lord wants to do this afternoon. My saying it will not get you past the parking lot. And my good intentions, Rich, they just won't. Chris, I, I want, I pray, I ask, but I am a man. I am a human. But God and God alone wants to encourage you. He wants to speak to you. Encourage others. Second Corinthians chapter 1, 3, and 4. Look at this sweet verse of Scripture right here. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all what? Who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So I only stand up here right now to bring to you the comfort that the Lord has given to me this week and to tell you that this season, look at me, I can't control government, I can't control disease, I can't control what happens at the Federal Reserve, but I can tell you what God wants to do with His people, which is above all of those other things. And God has called us to win, called us to victory, called us to succeed. If you're just like, man, I don't feel like I can do that for somebody else when I'm in the position that I'm in. What I've learned 
The Bible says what you sow is what you reap. Another way to say it is this. Give away what you want because what you sow is what you reap. So maybe right now what you need to do instead of just feeling bad for yourself, instead of just feeling like, God, why am I in this place? Why don't you encourage someone else? And watch what the Lord will do for you. I have two friends in this church, and they're friends. They're like people that go to our church who are dealing with two deadly diseases right now. Both of those men, I've tried to encourage them on an ongoing basis. And every time I try to encourage them, they are encouraging me. Pastor, can't wait. Pastor, we're praying. I'm like, no, I'm trying to pray for you. No, listen, we're, we're on your side. It's, it's amazing when we sow into somebody's life how God gives it back to us. My staff, my family, all pouring out into my life, encouraging me as I try to encourage them. There's some other scriptures, but for time and for prayer's sake, look them up. The encouragement of the Holy Spirit. Look at Philippians chapter 4, which is super familiar scripture, but look at this real quick. Don't worry about, do it one more time, don't worry about, that's easy. Instead, pray about, tell God what you need, and then thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace, peace which exceeds anything we can understand. And His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Um, Bill and Amy Pearson sitting right, where were you? Right, this up, right here. Sent me a thing on gratitude, the mind of gratitude this week. It happened to coincide with right what I was going through. So before I wrote this message, the whole thing was just on being thankful. I'm great at recounting all the things that are wrong. It's like I have a gift for it. Anybody else? I'm great at it. I don't have to write that. I can remember it all. Talk about all the things that are wrong, all the things going on with my car, all the things that are wrong with the building, all of the reasons why this is, why are we online, and why, and just, all you do is talk yourself into a pit. Nobody has to throw you into it. You jump into it. Anybody else? Listen. But the way out of a pit, David said, I called out to the Lord, and He heard my cry. And He pulled me out of the pit and set my feet on the solid rock. How do you do that to begin to tell God all of the things that you're thankful for? Those are the things you write down, and those are the things you tell Him over and over again. And I promise you, listen to me, your brain is wired that if you tell Him all the things that are wrong, that is exactly how your life will go. Wrong. If you tell him all the things that are right and that you're thankful for, you will be amazed at how you come out of the pit. You will be amazed that you can stand in front of other people and help them get out of the pit. Encourage those with the encouragement that's been given to you. My feet are in a solid place. Look at me. I'm a mature believer. My faith was not going to slip off. I was never going to walk away from the Lord. I would keep leading our church. I would keep reading my Bible. I would keep praying. All of those, those things have been decided. I sailed one way and burnt the ships. 40 years ago. But this up and down thing, life is like where the enemy just tries to pound, pound, pound. And then God has given us this way. Worship me and thank me and tell me, even call those things that aren't as though they were or are. Either are correct. 
What are you thankful for? We hit a day like this. What a big win this is for the kingdom of God. What a big win it is for Lee Architects. What a big win it is you're visiting this weekend, maybe. Or maybe you're here on a regular basis. But what a win it is for you this weekend that you're here and that God is calling you into a new season, a new time, a new day. Behold, can you not perceive it? Can you not perceive it? Literally asking that question. All right. Pastor Terry, in just a moment. Not, not quite yet, because don't get up yet. It takes them a while. <laughs> I saw you live. Nancy's pushing him up. Yeah, I can. No, not yet. Not yet. We will always have fun. Always, always, always. I just feel like we were supposed to pray for that. And I felt like the encouragement that the Lord has given to us, we can give to others. So that the Lord wants to use our church to do ministry right now. And so like I look out and I see a lot of people that I've seen for a while, which is awesome. People that I've known for many, many years, which is cool. And people that I've never seen before. And I'm like, welcome to Savoy. Glad that you are here. The thing that makes this special and unique and in this moment is not about a church and it's not about a person. It's about Jesus. And Jesus wants to minister to you. The wind this weekend is not that you think, John, that this is a cool building or look how far our church has come. That is not the win. And if you leave here disappointed, like, and they need to put some more polish, you missed the point entirely. But if you leave here this weekend feeling like the Lord ministered to me, the Lord spoke to me, the Lord touched me, the Lord breathed on me and inspired me again, the Lord put hope back in my heart, how long has it been since you were hopeful? Truly hopeful. How long has it been since you believed that tomorrow was going to be better? Not different. But truly better. How long has it been since the promises of God you believed really could happen for you? So I know exactly who I'm talking to. And that's why he's gotten deadly serious suddenly. How long has it been? When's the last time the prayers were thankfulness for all that God has done in your life? And not just God help me get tired. Isn't it funny? Our minds just get stuck in weird places. The Lord doesn't want to do a tweak. Lord wants to do a change. I don't think any of us just need a tweak. We need the Lord to bring us into a new season. Thank God for new seasons. Okay. So, here's what I need from you. Humility. Maybe a little desperation. Maybe just like, I don't care what anybody else has to think right now. How are you on this issue? Once again, Carol? Carol? Are you almost here? 
you just need the Lord, just a fresh touch from the Lord, I just want you to be a little bold and stand to your feet right now. Not worry about anybody else. Put all the other things out of your mind for just a moment. I'm just closing my eyes right now, and you can too, or you can keep them open. It doesn't matter. If you sit and you feel like, well, I I don't know, I'm not a part of this church. Yes, you are. You sure are. You're here right now. And therefore, universally, you sit, and God has purposed for you to be here right now so that paths could cross. Not you and I, but you and Him. I want you to open your heart right now. I know some of our staff is standing. Staff, if you're in a place where you just feel like, look around you. Maybe just reach out to people. As we encourage, we receive encouragement. For some of you who feel like you're familiar with, okay, I can open this. Maybe just reach out to a person next to you, in front of you, behind you, who's standing, even if you're standing, just reach out to them. Maybe put a hand on their shoulder. Just begin to pray for strength and encouragement. You realize when the Lord tells Joshua, be strong and of good courage, it's a choice. Not told, hey, go to the top of the mountain and I'll meet you there. He's told right now, make a choice. Be strong and of good courage based on that I'm with you and I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Do you believe that? So I just want you to open your heart up to it right now. Even if you feel like, I just don't know, Pastor, if I have faith. I'm not asking you if you have the faith. Open your heart to the Lord right now. Father, with the encouragement you encouraged me this week, now I pronounce this over your people. That word is for me for sure what it is for us right now. You love us. You're for us. You promised you would never leave and forsake us. But even more than that, Lord, you have good for us. And Lord, through a season where we've endured tolerated where we have felt Father God so disconnected from each other and from you at times from your promises and your plans and the things that you have Lord bring us into a new season right now by faith we say yes to you. Yes, Lord, yes. I'm done with you. I don't want it anymore, God. God, I'm done with mocking. I'm done with just gallows humor to survive a little bit. God, I want a new season. I'm praying for strength. Strength right now, Lord. Hearts that are courageous. Hearts that will step out. Not quite what mile high was acoustically, but 
Lord, thank you for this place. What you're doing in our hearts right now. God, for people who are unfamiliar with your promises, make them familiar right now. Open their hearts. For couples, Lord, who have never, maybe they've been given a word about what their marriage would be like or their future. God, maybe they've grown just a little bit like that. It back right now. Lord, health. I'm going to pray over health right now for those that have struggled with it. Just struggled. Trying to reconcile Lord promises with what I'm dealing with. God, bring us into a new season right now. A new place place that's not unfamiliar, but familiar, God, because it brings us to the proximity of God's presence. Young people, in this place, part of the reason we built this was for the future. It wasn't just for today. It's not just for a current generation, but it's for a future generation. God has calls on so many people in this room. You have no idea Part of the reason we built this and put a teaching and training center with it, there's a unique anointing on this church to step into that call. This world, God's not done with this world. He's not had it with this world. He's not fed up with this world. God is placing his people all around this world in great dimensions today in order to pour out his grace and mercy on this world. God's not done yet. We're not going to settle for a time of just like, oh, it's people in control or just ruining. No! God is in control. God gets the final say. Maybe it's over your work. Maybe it's over things in your heart that you've just desired for so long and you're just, you're at that point now where you don't even know how to talk about it. You can't even talk about it with your spouse or your friends anymore. Because you feel like you've become jaded. I get it. God, call our hearts out of that place. Call them into places where it's tender and it's fresh. And we rejoice with you. God, pour out joy again. What has been sown in tears needs to be reaped in joy. How long, church, has it been since you were just joyful? Not just laughter for a few minutes, or but joyful. That's the season that God is calling us into, man. I pronounce it. I call it. It's not some foolish thing. It's not some wishful thing. It's not some just, I, I hope. I'm telling you, that's the season right now. Such a time as this. Such a time as this. there be jubilee. Let there be jubilee. The name of this church is not some freakishly 
promises are not done in this generation. We are not going, we are going to say, I would not have believed it unless I had been there myself to see it. I'm not going to read about things that happen someplace else and then say, God, I wish you'd do that here. We are parking. God, do that here in our generation and in our time. The Lord, change this season. And if you are doubtful, may the Lord watch. Watch what happens. But don't sit on the sideline any longer. And think to yourself, why is it happening to them? Or why won't it happen here? The Lord is calling you into this season. Friends, church, come on. Come on. Come on, let there be jubilee. Let there be jubilee. Let there be joy and let there be laughter. Let there be abundance. Let the Lord have his way with his people.